1: It's not too late for Antonio Brown to win Comeback Player of the Year. Welcome to a matrimonious edition of Sorry We Love Football, the only show that actively hates the sport that it covers. I'm your host, Eagles fan Daniel Hartigan. I can't believe that in a few short days we're going to know the fate of the entire future of this country. And of course I'm talking about Eagles-Cowboys. It's that time of year again. With us as always is Chiefs fan Danny Solomon. Danny, how do you enjoy watching Chad Henny this weekend?
2: Great, man. Touchdown, Chad Henney. Who would have thought? I mean, of all the crazy things that have happened in 2020, Chad Henney getting a rushing touchdown tops them all.
1: (laughs) As always, we have Washington football team fan Jamel Johnson with us. Jamel, I wanted to personally thank you for killing Jerry Jones this week. That was delightful.
3: I wish it was Jerry Jones. We never should have killed Andy Dalton. That was totally wrong and uncalled for. It should have been Jerry.
1: Not me,
2: it seemed like none of his teammates cared, so. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, and also joining the show today, we have two great guests, two very funny comedians and real life, married couple, Sean Green and Tess Barker. Thanks, guys, I for love. joining the show.
0: Thank you for having us. Oh,
1: man, thanks for doing it, guys. Sean, of course, huge Eagles fan. He is the host of the Sports Gambling Podcast. He also has a new comedy album out called This Loss Hurts Us All. And Tess has the Lady to Lady show. Uh, Tess, why hasn't Jamel been a guest on Lady to Lady yet?
0: Well, I don't know. Are you interested, Jamel? You want to come on?
1: Yeah. I do all
0: type of lady-like things. Mm -hmm.
1: Sean, your album right now is number one on the comedy charts. That's fucking amazing, man.
4: Yep. Yep. Pretty big uh, booking you guys were able to pull down. And uh, so congratulations (laughs) to you guys. A lot of uh, competing offers. Uh, Yeah. So the name of the the album title, This Lost Hurts Us All... It comes from a story where we watched the Eagles get destroyed. Uh, it was towards the end of the Chip Kelly era on uh, national television against the Cardinals at home. And then my dad just kept yelling that uh, on the party bus ride back home, just yelling, This loss hurts us all! So a uh, lot of lot of fun uh, stories like that and on the album. You know album. what? He so, wasn't uh, yeah, wrong.
2: <laughs> no I really did. That's actually that is a great question. I've talked about this with my wife. I think at some point we're going to get our uh spouses or spouses to be on the show to talk about this, but from both of you guys Tess especially, what is the connection when a loss occurs to your life? How much does it affect you?
0: Um I mean, it affects me quite a bit, definitely for the first 24 hours quite a bit, quite a bit. Yeah. It, it kind of determines the whole vibe, you know, for the rest of the Sunday or Monday morning as it were. So yeah, I'd say, you know, I've got one seventh of my life invested in in whether or not the Eagles win or lose.
3: Is it beyond vibe? Like, is it into the infrastructure? Like the, like Philly loses by two touchdowns. Now you can't get in the bathroom because Sean's <laughs> crying. Like, is it like that type of stuff?
0: Yeah. You know, there's the original like earthquake and that's, you know, a good hour of of whiskey drinking and storming around. Uh, but then after that, you've got some aftershocks <laughs> for about 24 hours. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, Sean, how about how, after a win? Let's talk about all the benefits.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like equal and opposite reaction. Like it's just as much whiskey and just as much yelling, but it's like in a positive way.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there really isn't, I mean, emotionally, I feel like it, it takes the same toll on my heart, regardless, uh, a win or a loss, just a lot of stress, a lot of internalizing, a lot of either blaming myself or congratulating myself. I'm not afraid to pat myself on the back after a uh, big victory. If I did the right things, uh, at the appease the, the gambling gods, like I did on Thursday night when I, I realized uh, the, I had the wrong jersey on for a, a period of time switched it out, put the Carson Wentz black jersey on, and then took uh, my dog's jersey off. And uh, that was really the keys to the game <laughs> and getting that, getting that victory on Thursday. So
0: You also wore my rally hat.
4: I did. I briefly wore uh, Tess's rally hat, which normally only Tess uh, wears that. And it's only when we're down by uh, more than two scores. But, you know, at some point you just have to reset juju-wise and, and really – You know, just take a long look in the mirror and realize, what are you doing wrong to cause this team's loss? And, uh, you know, thankfully we are able to overcome it as a family and uh, looking forward to a big game Sunday night against the Cowboys.
1: And the smart thing that you've done, Sean, is you've married your business with your sports interests. You've built the sports gambling podcast empire over the course of the past few years. And I know you guys are doing great. The shows over there are great. Please go listen to that if you're not already doing that. And uh, now it's your business to prepare on Sunday and get ready for, you know, eight hours of commercial free football and then Sunday with commercials in the night game. It's just a genius move on your part, man. Hats off.
4: Yeah. And, uh, you know, anytime, uh, you know, occasionally it's like, oh, more football. Honey, I'm working. okay. I'm creating content. I'm researching. I'm giving the fans what they want. God forbid I win another two hundred thousand dollars playing DraftKings. So that's always a nice uh, thing to fall back on. If there's any sort of like rolling of the eyes, oh, more football. So it's, it's nice to come back to that win and the fact that it's uh, my business now. So
0: Yeah, after he won $200,000, I kind of realized that would be the end of me ever having a say in whether he gambled. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, okay, let's start the show. Every week we talk about what we hated about watching football that past week. It uh, could be a, a play, a player, a team, just something. It could be just generally about the sport itself. Um, but yeah, let's let's get into it. Danny, why don't you kick us off? What would you hate about watching football this week?
2: Sure. Well, since, like you said up top, there are so many huge national problems coming to a head right now, this week, before we speak to this audience again, I thought I would actually counter-program that. I'll go with the smallest thing. That I could think of to make my, what I hated this year, uh, this week. And it is going to be Le'Veon Bell posting about barbecue. All right. (laughs) This happened. We just got Le'Veon Bell. And every time a new player shows up in Kansas city, there's this little fucking dance that we all have to do where the player comes in with their introductory tweet being like, Hey, Kansas city, where's the best barbecue. And then the beat writers all retweet it with like a Chiefs fans, you know what to do, or some stupid shit like that. And then everyone gives their stupid picks in the comments, makes everybody feel like they're all part of something, even though nobody cares. It'd be fun enough if we didn't just do this thing a couple months ago when we signed backup safety Tedrick Thompson Or a month before that, when we signed our fourth string running back, DeAndre Washington. Or right after the draft, with literally all six of our draft picks. It's starting to make me insane. Like, first off, I I bet Le'Veon Bell doesn't even like barbecue. I bet he eats like a nine-course French dinner every night. But if he didn't sign on to this whole charade, he'd be in trouble with the city. And maybe that's my bigger point. Kansas City sucks. All right? All our hometowns suck. If they didn't, we wouldn't all live in L.A. now. Let's stop pretending like there's some pride involved here, at least with Kansas City, but also with Philly or Riverside. Give me a fucking break. They're all shitholes. They're only good for losing your virginity in before you take the first bus to a real city. And I love the Chiefs. I'm not going to stop loving the Chiefs. The Chiefs are the coolest team that has ever played in the NFL. But the Kansas City Chiefs might be the only thing I like about Kansas City. And also, Zardas is the best barbecue.
1: Oh, you had to get that in there. Yeah, finally. Hey, well, it,
2: only those real Kansas Cityans know. Like, it's fucking subjective. Who cares? Take pride <laughs> in your infrastructure and the success that you bring to the country, you know, Kansas city on those levels does nothing, does nothing for America.
3: So I know DC not does not suck. Woodbridge, Virginia, awful place, awful, terrible place that I will never live in ever again. DC. Hey, pump your brakes.
2: (laughs) I just, I mean, Sean, you've got to feel the same way. You know, you're the Pat's Geno's, who gives a shit. You probably don't need it either.
4: (laughs) Yeah, I mean the Pats Geno's debate is always uh you know there 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 was a pretty sweet brawl outside of uh, Geno's recently so I, I would side with Geno's cuz people are you know throwing throwing fists at a cheesesteak line you know you know they got some good stuff there. So that got to my head which apparently happened in the most recent event. Uh, I would go with uh, yeah, would go with Geno's. But uh yeah.
2: Yeah, no, you really can go on Philly for we too long without same, getting a gun to your head. <laughs> exactly.
4: With that, I mean, we really deal with the same issue with cheesesteaks, where you know the the big time free agent comes in, he's like, "Hey, I heard cheesesteaks are good." Uh, you know, secret though, I, I would go roasted pork over uh, any of those things. And uh, quick sidebar: my dad, um, you know, he was like driving us around. This was a little while when uh, Tess was with me back visiting in Philadelphia. And he's like, he knows that Tess is a vegetarian.
0: Lifelong vegetarian. like, so do you want
4: to go to, yeah. And my dad's like, do you want to go to Pat's or Gina's? And I'm like, Dad, Tess is a vegetarian. Which he already knows. He goes, yeah, I don't know. I thought she might want to take some pictures or just soak up the ambiance. <laughs> <laughs> the ambiance of somebody getting a hammer pulled
0: on them? I'll just get a coffee. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah,
2: mushrooms on a roll. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Yeah. I mean, again, if you don't order with the right code phrases, uh, they get enraged and won't serve you. I can only imagine if you try to order a vegetarian stuff.
0: I do appreciate well, the spirit. I yeah. just want to say Danny of just recognizing that LA is the best city in this great nation. Let's go Dodgers. Let's go Lakers. I mean, Lakers. are. I mean, wet. there are
2: things happening here. You can achieve real tangible success in Los Angeles. Uh, you know, obviously the air quality sucks and uh, you know, you, they say you can achieve success, but it's really just a pipe dream for 99.9% of us. But still,
1: the dream hey. is alive here. It is not
2: in our hometowns.
0: Pipes, good. Dreams, good. What's not to love?
1: Jamel, what'd you hate about watching football this week?
3: Uh, aside from remembering that I whiffed on a Sopranos beach towel, the one time I was in South Philly, I went to Geno's and saw a Sopranos beach towel and decided not to get it. Huge regret in my life. Oh, what I hated about football this week was that skill players just get to sub themselves out. I mean, I know this has been happening, but like, I feel like the shit is out of hand. Like you, you catch one ball for 30 yards. Now you're throwing the finger up and you're gone. It's like, how do you, how does a play caller even call fucking plays? How many dudes can, and why doesn't every position get that right? I think really I'm just jealous because that's not how it went for me at Potomac Senior High School. Like, I was the backup (laughs) fucking center. I was pretty good at blocking. And some of them dudes got tired. I could have played some fucking plays. How come it's a thousand dudes who can play slot, but there's only five right guards in the whole world? (laughs) <laughs> and if you lose, and if you lose your one of your linemen, your season's over. The next five years of your team might be ruined if this one guy is gone. But you can find a thousand idiots that can run a nine route.
1: I hate it, and I think it's stupid. Uh, otherwise known as the Amari Cooper is the way I know that this uh, move. Just like the helmet. Go ahead and take me out for a few series, coach. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, man. Now that now you guys want to be safe, now you want to give guys a break. Where was y'all at when I had heat exhaustion? <laughs> and I had to go and I had to go back in the shoots.
2: that's always the guy who dies in the in like the college football program is like some lineman some freshman lineman doesn't get hydrated enough has yeah. like a secret heart condition and ends up croaking on the field
3: yeah and he's like yo I'm a little tired I can't see straight and the coach's like what are you a pussy he's like no I'm dying
2: <laughs> a lot of toxic masculinity in, in the
1: uh, trenches
0: Mm-hmm. So I hear. So I hear.
1: Tess, what'd you hate about watching football this week?
0: I think I got to go with Antonio Brown coming back. Just the whole situation. (laughs) Um, The thing he did, honestly, of everything that's grossed me out the most is his feet on hard knocks. I'll never (laughs) unsee that. I see those blisters every time I hear his name. Also, oh. just this whole kind of, like, Nuevo Patriots we're setting up in Florida. It's, like, literally Mar-a-Lago down there. It's, like, yeah. no. Uh, so, I mean, I like Gronk, but Tom Brady annoys me, too. So, just this whole kind of, like, former Patriots. ex, They're expats, I guess, in Florida. Uh, yeah, so I'd say I'll go with Antonio Brown.
2: Those feet made me terrified of cryogenics, just the idea of it. Right. Like, I see those, those freezing fat billboards, and I just think of, like, my stomach all, like, looking like chipped beef or something.
0: There was, like, blisters on top of blisters. And I'm, I love, like, snake oil. But, yeah, that was a cautionary tale. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what, what are you into these days, Tess? Because I know you, you and Natalie would get along very well in buying bullshit beauty products.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, you know, anything with CBDs. Any of anything with that um, coconut oil is evergreen, of course. Oh, that's uh, yeah, that's a staple. Essential oils, candles. I'm addicted to buying candles. Um, yeah, that's kind of my that's kind of my shit right now.
2: We're getting new creams in the mail every couple of days
0: around this house. <laughs> Sean has like four bathroom products, and I have got like an entire phalanx of facial creams. It's. <laughs> You can well, use some of those quick, uh, as a
4: marinade though. People don't know that.
0: Exactly.
4: <laughs> there was a time when uh I was I was staying up later and Tessa's going to bed and she had a candle going and she's like, "Um, do you want me to blow the candle out?" I'm like, "No, you can you can leave it going. Uh I'll I'll blow it out before I go to bed." She walks away and then she comes back and blows it out and goes, "You're not appreciating the candle." <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get to enjoy the candle while I watched SportsCenter.
0: <laughs> it was an expensive candle. If it had been like a target candle. <laughs> like, Yo, you didn't want to wait what
4: to are we your <laughs> for your husband.
1: For the record though, Sean, were you enjoying the candle?
4: No, I wasn't. I was totally ignoring it. <laughs> See, I wasn't giving we it were... any
1: attention. Didn't
4: give a fuck about that candle. She was right.
2: Well, that term should just not exist. Expensive candle should not <laughs> yeah. be a term.
0: You say that until you've enjoyed an expensive candle. It's a totally, it's a much richer scent. It lasts. It's not, it's like, you know how like some gum is good for like three seconds? That's what you get with a cheap candle. It only smells good for a few seconds. So,
1: Yeah, and Tess, obviously you're right about this Antonio Brown situation. Aside from just being a complete fucking sideshow of a human being and and the, um, I think, sexual assault allegations that uh, are charged against him. So he's signing with this team. He has kind of zero leverage. He's making the minimum. His whole contract's incentive-based. they It doesn't seem like the Bucks have anything tangible to lose, but there's definitely like a brewing locker room explosion.
0: Exactly. Could ha- they could,
1: he could ruin the team. And it seems like it's just like a, you know, easy move for them. But like I, this, this has a chance to blow up in their faces. We shall see. Sean, what did you hate about watching football this week?
4: Well, you know, it's always tough for me to, to find something negative about the National Football League. First off, I want to uh, shout out uh, fellow tight end Rob Gronkowski. It was uh, National Tight End Day on Sunday, so uh, big, big fan of Grock and, and the work he does at the position. I, I mean, one thing that I'm really annoyed at was uh, Jamel's Washington football team. They, they knocked Andy Dalton out, and it wasn't because it was a brutal – uh, head blow to a defenseless quarterback. It's the fact that now the Cowboys are down to their third quarterback, which means this big game against Dallas. We can only mess this up. We have a seventh-string guy making yeah. his first, or you know, seventh-round pick making his first start. The pressure is so immense now because you can only mess things up. Like if you beat the seventh-round pick, it's like, oh yeah, you beat DiNucci from from uh, James Madison. Wow, that's such a huge accomplishment. But now it's it's just the 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 potential of losing the seventh-round pick Danucci at home is hovering over like a dark storm cloud. And I don't want to have that kind of pressure. I just, want a, I just wanted a nice, easy game against Andy Dalton, and uh, now they've robbed us of that. So, Jamel, not happy with your Washington football team. I'm sorry. I felt the same way when it happened. I'm like, no, you guys are yeah. – Andy Dalton
3: was never going to win a game. He might not have thrown a touchdown in the first half in any meaningless play for the rest of the season. Now they got some dumb idiot
1: who's too stupid to be bad.
3: Now he's gonna <laughs> yeah. try
1: hard. Ben That's Bertucci's like or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm right there with you, Sean, because what I hated this week were the NFL schedule makers. Flex us out of this Sunday night game. We have seen that the league is already moving <laughs> games out around like never before. I've seen Tuesday night football. I've seen Monday night double headers. We've seen games getting slotted in different times. It's not too early to flex us out. Just do it. The N- on the NFL's official stance on their website, says they need a 12-day notice. That's the official NFL stance. But uh, no, you don't because you've already done this. You've <laughs> fucked with us a million times. And in the case of the Raiders this last weekend, you know, you should have flexed that game to Monday because John Gruden lost half his line and then they lose their safety, Jonathan Abrams. You know, John Gruden's got to be like, what, we couldn't have played on Tuesday?
4: Oh, my God. I, want, I, fucking yeah, lost, yeah. I lost my
1: parlay because of that shit.
4: <laughs> I'm saying, man, I, I was stuff. on the buck, so I like I liked the fact that they uh, were missing some key guys there.
2: But don't make make, America, the, the larger point there is don't make America watch this game.
0: America does
2: not deserve it. We're already tense enough this week. Yeah, it's the
0: last thing we need.
1: That's exactly (laughs) what I'm saying. I've already been watching Carson Wentz push a rock up a fucking hill for the last two seasons by himself. Making it tight against Daniel Jones. (laughs) And now you're going to make me watch... Ben DiNucci, who no one knows what this guy's going to do. It's terrible. If he he makes even a couple plays, you know the announcers are just going to be jizzing in their pants. Just like, where'd this guy come from? (laughs) And like all that kind of crap. I don't want any part of it. I would like to hear uh, Al Michaels jizz in his pants. I would. I would.
4: (laughs) The audio does sound compelling.
1: The wait is finally over. The election results are in. I'm just kidding. Football. Is in full effect and with many teams starting their stuff. Also, the MLB playoffs are in full swing. No, they're not. There's only like one game left in the World Series and you probably already know the results by now. While you might not be at a game this year, you can still get in on all the action at Bet Online. Bet Online's going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season from game spreads to totals, team, player, and coaching props. BetOnline Online gives you more options to wager on than any other place online. Did you know that, Jamel? Yeah. Hey, you bet you headed over to BetOnline earlier today and used the promo code ARMChair, didn't you? I absolutely did, my boy. I I
3: threw in a little extra Bitcoin. They they matched my investment. I fucked around with the uh the 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 parlay boosters.
1: I gambled on some European soccer women's you, you know what you're not going to find uh women's online european soccer on most sportsbooks, but on bet online your online sportsbook experts you're going to find everything head on over and bet right now let's move on every week we play a game and uh you know we were talking about how <clears throat> we're pretty much halfway through the season we're, we're entering week eight we kind of know what teams are good in the nfl and we're kind of reaching uh Obviously, the election is on Tuesday, and the future of the country seems to be at stake, is at stake. Uh, So we were going to each go around and make a prediction for what the rest of the NFL season is going to look like and for what the future of America is going to look like after this weekend. What is going to happen, Danny?
2: Yeah, I mean, first off, uh, vote. Everybody go out and vote, and don't use the mail. Because I guess, you know, there's there's different things going on in different cities, but the mail is just not reliable at this point. Take your ballot, put it in the drop box, or vote early, or vote on Election Day if you want to smell a bunch of Trump supporters. But that aside, I have a prediction. This is going to kind of encapsulate both, I think, both the rest of season in the NFL and the rest of our lives in America prediction uh, so I'll just I'll just say there was a time not too long ago when everyone was saying Bill Belichick couldn't be beat, that he didn't need Tom Brady, that he was such a mastermind that he could just grab Cam off the scrap heap and continue the Pats dynasty into the next decade. And I think they're saying the same thing about Trump. You know, he's got this special sauce. He's a political genius. The polls are all wrong because he has like this secret cabal of supporters hiding from all us elites until election day when suddenly they all reveal themselves and take over the country like fucking Cobra commandos. Well, none of that shit is true. So here are my predictions. Pats go under 500 and miss the playoffs Mm. and Trump loses all the rust belt, or as I call them, Sean green States. Plus plus a few bonus ones on top. And both these nightmares finally end. America is a crazy fucking place. We can love anyone. We can love Keith Raniere, Ted Bundy, Renee Zellweger came back. But the one thing it will not tolerate is a loser. Once that stink is on you, it's over. And Trump... And Bill Belly, they're going to do some crazy shit to stay relevant after they lose. Bill's going to dump Cam. He's going to bring in Jameis. Then when that doesn't work, he's going to bring in Tebow. Then it's going to be Johnny Football. Doesn't matter. Donald's going to do the same thing. He's going he's to have his own network. And he does like a Ninja Warrior type show for white militias. But most of the country... <laughs> they're just going to be you'd see those training videos i think that could be a show but most of the country is just going to be too tired they're going to move on we're done we're done coddling people who don't matter anymore we're on to the next thing it's pat and lamar brady's done he's over and definitely the pats are cooked we're all just going to move ourselves to another cooler, better thing or a more whiter, racist guy to be our enemy. And eventually, these two guys with their cheating, unlikable asses are going to disappear into oblivion. That is my prediction.
1: Man, filled with spice. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we could get Trump on a subway ad. could
2: happen. It could happen. <laughs> it could it happen.
1: Be it really because we're also.
2: As much as we hate a loser, we also just have, like, goldfish brains. Just forget yeah. everything that we were mad about, like, two weeks later.
0: Oh, yeah. In a I relationship, it, that's a good thing. He'll be, a, he'll be in a Super Bowl commercial in the next five years. He will. Oh, uh,
2: no. Will. You're so right. You're so right. Yeah. You're You're so right. right. Yeah. He's yeah, going to be already... a, little, just a little salt on the ratings every time you need a little something.
0: But you know what? That I can take because that's where we had him before. That's very mm. easy to ignore. Honestly, I'm fine. Let him have the network. That's fine. Take a network. Oh, yeah.
1: Sean, how gross is it to see Danny all optimistic like this? After the Chiefs won, everything's different.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. He's got all of a sudden this rosy outlook. There is still, as, as Jamel pointed out, a lot of spite and anger, even though it's the most optimistic <laughs> I've heard
2: of. <laughs> Well, and 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 my wife will attest to this that we won the Super Bowl, so things are different when I'm watching these games. There's less uh, of a, you know, I'm being jerked around a lot less. I feel the emotions will spike at a at a lower level, but there's still give there. It, a, it still happens.
4: Give it, give it a couple of years, Danny. It'll I was going to say the
0: same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
4: the first couple of years are pretty easy, and then and then shit starts getting real again.
2: Well, and, and we can move on to the, to everybody else, but Sean, I just do want to know, because you're my Spengali on both of these things. You won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. You know how that feels. And then you also kind of, you have the finger on the pulse of the Rust Belt, I feel like. You know, I just want to know, just give a thumbs up, thumbs down. How do you think this is going to go?
4: Uh, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. If I was setting a you know if this was an NFL spread i'd make uh, biden like a 6 point favorite right now so I like not a,
2: not a lock not a lock by any means but should get the job done and and me and hardigan we bet right when they were at 50-50 odds right in that like post covid but still you know people started returning to trump and then he had the debate i think we we locked in 100 bucks Oh, and we're hoping to see some money off this. And then I think I've said this before, but uh, I think it's smart because if Trump does win, the last thing I care about is that I lost one (laughs) hundred dollars.
0: The perfect crime. Yeah.
1: Uh, Jamel, you have a prediction for the rest of the NFL season and for the future of the country that we live in.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think I got a couple things here. Uh, My league prediction, um, the Arizona Cardinals who are hot right now. They have a game in New York in December. And I'm predicting they're going to get stuck there. Some sort of COVID disaster. Daniel Jones goes to the tunnel, uh, world-renowned hip-hop club, the tunnel. He goes to a a show to see Onyx with Saquon Barkley. (laughs) And then gives the Cardinals COVID. And because it's Daniel Jones' fault, the league feels bad and they have to figure out some way to save the Cardinals' fantastic season. Their idea, conference reformation. We undo it. We put the Cardinals back in the NFC East. They win the division by 11 games. <laughs> A never-before-seen division-winning margin. My prediction for America, once Miami falls underwater, <laughs> which it will, mm-hmm. we make Wyoming Miami 2, whatever town Kanye is in. That's, this becomes the new Miami. Then Rick Ross makes a CD called The Port of Wyoming. I think these things will happen regardless of who wins the election.
2: I like it. <laughs> <laughs> it took, we were all just kind of sitting in the idea like, oh, yeah, Miami is going to be underwater yeah, in a couple of years. <laughs> yeah.
3: Better go to Senior Frogs now, bitch. <laughs>
0: what will Senior Frogs be when it's in Wyoming, just an Outback Steakhouse?
3: Yeah, yeah, mm. exactly. <laughs> See, I'll put with it's bigger that margaritas. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> It'll be Mr. Frogs.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Tess, you got a prediction for the rest of the NFL season and the future um, of America?
0: Yeah, NFL season, I mean, I am just like high on LA sports right now. It's been such a busy week. I'm so excited about the Lakers. I'm so excited about the Dodgers. The Rams looked really good last night. I'm going to say the Rams pull through and let's see the Rams at the Super Bowl. This time, Whoa. people give a shit because we had two other championship wins, hopefully. Uh, so I'm going to say the Rams go to the Super Bowl. LA starts to give a fuck and maybe they win this year. Wow. Yeah. Uh, kind of on that note, again, I'm born and raised in California. I love this great state. And I think that all the cool people in America will have to move here soon. Uh, and we're just, we've got a we've got a lot of room up by Bakersfield and those kind of areas. We're going to have to make <laughs> oh those places yes. cute, but we have the space. We'll let them, we can, to, we can totally party with the Haitians, you know, and, um, <laughs> yes. uh, we'll, we'll just have to turn California into its own cool people country. You Bro. Know? When
3: the, when the Haitians take over Fresno,
2: that's going to be lit. Yes,
0: it will. We'll get another senior frogs up there.
2: <laughs> that's really another big thing about living in LA is there's types of food you haven't had before you can have anything just imagine a person and then imagine them making food and just DoorDash that
1: shit
0: exactly yeah you can do Epcot Center from your iPhone while you're watching sports it's great
1: uh Sean same question NFL prediction future of America well, I predict the Rams will not win the
4: Super Bowl, but I do predict
2: I've been waiting for T to say
4: Rams <laughs> just to see his face. I do predict the Eagles will win the NFC East. Uh we'll hang another banner and uh Carson Wentz will get his first playoff win. That I am predicting. Uh as far as the future of America, uh yeah, we'll be all right. We'll land on our feet. Uh, regardless of the results of the election, I'm going to continue my important work in mascot justice reform. And <laughs> if you saw, I know, I know Dan was a big part of, uh, the allegations against Gritty. Uh, and I, I spearheaded the free Gritty campaign, got him out. That mascot was clearly framed. Everyone wanted to believe he was guilty of hitting that child just because of his crazy eyes. And again, there's a lot of allegations surrounding, uh, Bailey, the mascot for the Kings. Uh, That one's still up in the air. But regardless, I just want mascots to get their fair shake. In the same way that the performers inside the costumes are blind, I hope that justice is blind when it comes to their cases. It's not not important. (laughs) Everyone's got to find their issue. Mine is mascots (laughs) being framed.
2: (laughs) It infects the lives of roughly two dozen people. Mm Mm-hmm.
4: Well, what about all the Gritty fans? Um, when my, I told my dad, Gritty I sent my dad the news story uh, that uh, Gritty was uh, dismissed of all charges. And he just responded back by saying, hell yeah, Gritty is badass.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I feel like Gritty has crossed over. Like, there are people that like Gritty that don't even know that he's a Flyers mascot.
1: Definitely. And I, yeah, Danny Twitter. has railed against that, and he thinks that we're all suckers. But you know what? Gritty's awesome.
2: Gritty's I, a marketing employee. He's, he was designed to invoke this reaction.
1: <laughs> great job, Sheep. And it worked.
3: Yeah, a town where they'll pull guns on you at the sandwich place?
1: <laughs> of course. <laughs> well, for my prediction for the rest of the NFL season, speaking of guns, Jamel, is I think Arthur Blank is going to put a gun in his mouth on the sideline of a game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I think he, he comes down in these close games and is just hovering on the sideline near the team just to just spook them or something. I don't know. He, they just completely, like, pucker up the second the owner's down there, and I think he's losing his goddamn mind. I, can't, I, mean, yeah. I don't think he can stand another one of these losses. The other way I was going to go is Antonio Brown is going to start a super virus and Tampa Bay season's going to get canceled, and that'd be a great <laughs> scenario. If the entire team... It's not even COVID. It's something we don't even know about. (laughs) And then, prediction for America. I was going to say Donald Trump Jr. is going to do the same thing as Arthur Blank. I don't know when that's going to happen, but (laughs) anyhow. (laughs) I was going to go Civil War. I know we all have probably felt the specter of something like that happening, but I'm saying it's an all-white people Civil War. I think this is just info wars proud boys type guys against social justice warriors antifa college graduate types their weapons are laptops they're writing scathing articles the other guys they're just blowing shit up everywhere and general macklemore will lead his troops into battle against admiral dude i went to high school with and i'm gonna sit it out i don't want to be any a part of this and i'm sorry on behalf of the people who look like me that they're wait, they wait, just real quick shit.
4: what side is what side is macklemore representing <laughs> he's
0: obviously i think Jim he's Walker. the social
1: justice warrior yeah he's a double oh, agent okay. he's going both ways
0: yeah, yeah he, does haircut, have a cowboy haircut, though. he does yeah.
1: yeah exactly he does yeah guys i don't know any other plugs you guys got or parting got words to do
0: it. you guys do so much parting words go birds
1: go birds indeed. go bird Listen up, fellas, because today we have a new Manscaped product alert. Woo! Oh Manscaped my God. just released the Weed Whacker. It's the nose and ear hair trimmer. Take a look in the mirror and I guarantee you're going to see some ugly ass hairs sticking out of those holes. It's time to keep your ear and nose hair looking as nice as those clean-shaven pubes. You know what? I, you know, I got a wedding coming up, guys. I'm going to get married in front of like 10 people. I'm doing it this small way. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna fucking trim up my nose hairs so my bride-to-be thinks I look cuter than normal. That's my story. That's my personal experience, Manscaped talking point document. Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with that weed whacker. The nose and ear hair trimmer game is just getting competitive as shit, but only one has the proprietary skin safe technology, which helps prevent neck snags and tugs in those delicate holes. That premium Manscaped Weed Whacker uses over 9,000 RPM motor powered 360 degree rotary dual blade system. It's the only intelligently contoured design and it enhances that trimming experience and it's waterproof, which means you can do it in a lazy river. The only nose hair trimmer on the market that has a powerful and rechargeable lithium battery. Lasts up for 90 minutes of use. Grab, pull it on that inner tube, let people know that you care. When's the last time you pulled out your nose hair with your fingers? God, that thing that hurts worse than nicking your balls. Manscaped. I did it yeah, did you? That's, that's tough, man. Manscaped I didn't is making like <laughs> You didn't like it? No. Well that's why that's because Whacking your weeds takes time, man. And you need maximum confidence when you're going downstairs and you're taking care of that hygiene. Yes, 79% of partners polled, admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff. Do you get the point? Manscaped is concerned about your nose hair. It's not something you're thinking about, but you need to think about it. Thank you to Manscaped for keeping our pubes trimmed and hairs in our holes looking a nice. Get 20% off and that free shipping. I already said it, but I'm saying it again. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Code armchair. What are you waiting for, Jamel? Go nick your dick. We're into week eight. We are almost halfway through the NFL season. Let's take a look at those win totals. I took the lead. Uh, Because I was making heroic decisions like picking the Cardinals over the Seahawks on Sunday night. I'm sitting at 71 and 35. Danny is right behind me at 70 and 36. So I got a one-game lead. Jamel at 67 and 39. It's anybody's game. There's plenty of time for this to go any which way. And which way are you going to go on the Thursday night game? It's the Battle of the NFC South. Falcons at Panthers. Christian McCaffrey might play in this game. He might be back. All you Mike Davis owners snagged him up. It
2: would be, it seems like it's a long shot, but he is toying with, as you may have pointed out, the Mike Davis owners, of which I am one, uh, fucking with us, tickling our balls, making sure that we don't have any certainty in our lives in one of the worst weeks in American history Because he went to practice wearing a red non-contact jersey. And then, just for shits and giggles, takes the thing off and practices the whole time full contact. What a dick.
1: Yeah, look, I think we're all uh, hoping that Christian McCaffrey returns. He's one of the league's premier players. Uh, I don't think he gets enough credit. I mean, that guy has been extremely durable. This is the first time he's been injured in 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 his career. But let's talk about the other side. The real story here is the Atlanta Falcons. They have now blown multiple games this season, but I think three where they had a 99% win projection. Todd Gurley tries to pull up. He can't stop his momentum. The Lions let him score on purpose and then just march down in just humiliating fashion. I I can't believe they keep finding new ways to lose. You know what else I can't believe? That I'm picking them. I'm picking the Falcons to win this game. What am I doing? Well, they just have to win at some point. <laughs> they're up in all these games every fucking week. They should be. They should win their game. The Falcons should be seven and zero, oh, or six and zero, oh, or whatever. Now they got they got tossed by somebody. They, one of them, but that's not the point.
2: I, the I odds got, are that they don't get involved in another close game. Now Jamel's right. At some point, they got to win a game. But if we're just talking about these games where it's neck and neck, I think the odds are against them losing a game like that. But they can get blown out. And I feel like that's what's going to happen this week. I mean, have you watched a Carolina Panthers game? It's pretty good. Like, their offense is not bad. Teddy Bridgewater can throw it deep. He's got DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, who's kind of a fucking stud, I've noticed, and uh, and then you got Mike Davis running the ball, and when Christian McCaffrey comes back, they're going to be even better. I I you know I agree that the Falcons will win someday, but they are going to lose, and maybe by ten plus. Oh,
1: How do we feel? How do we feel about the the sixty five yard field goal attempt by Matt Rule? Joey Sly went out and tried a sixty five yard. He was just short, but uh, there's a reason why sixty four yards has been the 63 yards was the record forever. I'm pretty sure, uh, what is it, McManus on the Broncos got a 64-yarder, and that's kind that's of been the they record. they play on
3: the moon. That's because they play on the freaking moon. Well, look,
1: you got Joey Sly. He's got a big leg. You're indoors at the Superdome. You're going to try and go for it. But this is the game was on the line. That, I don't know if I like a 65-yarder for the game.
2: I love the balls. I love the balls on that. You're in the dome. Give it a shot. Get the record, get the win, well, possibly get the win tied yeah, up at least with the yeah. Saints. And uh, you know, people are making long ass field goals, so it happens. It's just getting the bar is going to get raised. There's going to be a seventy yarder within the decade. We're we're breeding freaks now. Everybody's just a complete weird physical freak. You saw DK Metcalf running down a dude hundred yards away. He's sprinting like fucking Terminator, and he's still. Couldn't. I mean, it's just like there's. This isn't even the fastest dude in the NFL, because that's Tyreek Hill. Point is, get a guy with a big leg out there. He's been eating processed meats his entire life and fucking jacked to the tits on HGH. Let him hit a sixty-five yarder.
3: Well, he's. Yeah, I'm, I'm picking the Panthers. Fuck it. Hey, I've been. Packing, sure, I've been backing the Panthers
1: this whole time. Thursday night game sucked but still. Panthers. Okay, moving on to the Sunday 10 a.m. games. Let's get right into it. Game of the week, Steelers at Ravens. Uh, Pittsburgh's the last undefeated team left in football. Uh, I don't even think they've had to open it up really yet. They got a big lead in that game against the Titans and kind of sat on it and kind of let the Titans creep back in, but I'm what I'm saying is they haven't really had Ben go out there and sling it. They have a bunch of good receivers, and they've just kind of spread it out, but that's a team that traditionally opens it the fuck up and just lets that dude just throw it downfield. They're not really doing that yet. I don't love the way they finished that game. Seems like the running game still has a little bit of shit to figure out, but you know they're undefeated. They're cruising. That defense is amazing. And may I point out, Jamel, I'm not making this up, you've picked against the Steelers every single week Other than Week One when they played the Giants, it's burning you. When are you going to start riding this team?
3: Nope.
1: (laughs) Ravens. Oh my god. Ravens. No
3: explanation.
2: (laughs) That's just that's some troll shit. That's some Trump shit. (laughs) They're six and zero. You've got the the reason you're down three picks to both of us. Look, is because you're picking against the Steelers this entire season.
3: I pick with my heart and my nuts because they're connected. But I feel like you don't even dislike the Steelers; it just happens. I don't. Yeah, I'm just like I, that. Someone could beat them, and they've been. Have the last two games been close, or am I making that up? Or was they've it been just? Close. The game? Yeah, they they won some closies. I can I don't care if It's my problem. I can't fully tell the future. I'm not a real medium. I'm like a
1: extra medium. Yeah, Goskowski missed a. uh. Kind of a chip shot to to tie that game and send it to overtime. Yeah, so they man. dodged overtime there.
3: But I mean, hmm. this is a tough one to pick. But I'm still going to pick the Ravens because I don't think the Ravens need to run to win. I feel like the Steelers' run defense is like crazy, but Like,
1: I don't. I'm just. Are, are, I don't know. I'm a little worried the Ravens aren't quite what they were last year. Like I mean, whatever true. that they're coming magical off a season had. They're they're having a great season. But last year was magical. And I feel like maybe to beat the best team in football, who the Steelers might be, you might need some magic, which the Tennessee Titans didn't have last week.
2: The Tennessee Titans, I think that game more proved that they're good. That was what that game I think told so, too. Me. Because I didn't think the Titans would be in the same league at all with the Steelers. I thought it was going to be a blowout, and it wasn't good on the Titans for that. The Steelers are a very good team. They're the only team that really scares me since we've just beaten the brakes off the Ravens every time we played them. And, you know, in these divisional games, there's a lot of hate.
3: There's a lot of hatred. They've seen each other on the field.
2: And especially in the AFC North. Those teams fucking despise each other. They'll go to the mat. And if it's not a shootout type game like it is with Cleveland and Cincinnati, where they both don't really have defenses. I feel like when the two teams hate each other the most, that's when the defense gets fierce. That's when somebody gets knocked out of the game, possibly for the season. That's when shit just gets wild. There's fighting after each play there. You're going to hear one of these announcers just lament the state of, of football and manhood during that game. Uh,
1: I, and you I remember think we, some of these, this was one of my favorite uh, David, like playoff matchups from back in the day with Steelers-Ravens. This is one of those heated – it's like you're you're setting the, t- the table right, Danny. Th- this is one of those hitting games where it's just like, you know, if you're a football kind of old-school mentality guy, this is kind of why you watch.
2: That's why they th- – this is what they've both been salivating over all season, just a chance to smack the fuck out of each other. And when you've got a game like that with two really good defenses – you know, give me the quarterback who's seen it all before. I think in the big moments, Lamar wilts a little. Ben, you know, he's he's hit women, so obviously he's seen this kind of violence in his past. Give me the Steelers.
3: Look, I understand why you're doing that and might also affect why I'm picking the Ravens. You know, Ray Rice isn't on the a roster anymore. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you can always go tit for tat in the nfl yeah, i like that you really can <laughs> uh
1: okay i got the steelers and now next up we got rams at dolphins it's fucking mm. two at time baby fins up uh, i what? don't know why they what? switch now why'd they switch now because fitzy was low-key bad in that jets game even though they won And it was bye week. It was kind of the right, you know, if you're going to do it, that seemed like the time. Even though it broke (laughs) Brian Fitzpatrick's heart. Really? He was so distraught. Because I think he knows he's probably never starting again in this
2: league. (laughs) Never say never with that dude. Something's going to come up. I think actually you could see Fitzpatrick starting for New England by the end of the season. They're (sighs) just going to go wild over there. But, uh, I mean, it is the right time. If it's if you were gonna do it this season, this is the time to do it. You're not winning the big one with Fitz, and you're not winning you know, you might not win with Tua either, but you're you're building. You're
1: not building anything with Fitz. So dude, the AFC East for the first time in like twenty years, wide open. We've seen the Bills kind of show some uh, great flaws going on there. The Dolphins playing pretty fucking good. You've got the same
2: situation going over there. A disgustingly winnable division that you know isn't going to mean anything by the end of the real season. Once you get into the playoffs, you're going to feel embarrassed that you're there. And you don't want Fitz to be the, you don't want him to quarterback the seventh seed Dolphins coming into some fucking two seeds house, just getting the shit knocked out of him, ending Fitz's career right there when you could learn a little something about Tua and watch him lose this game, obviously, because first game coming in as a rookie, he's going to piss his pants.
1: Your mouth, who you like in this one? I
3: I don't like betting against the Dolphins. I learned that from you and Ryan
1: Connor Dan. It's hard to bet against the Dolphins; they're kind but of tough down there. They cover the spread most of the time. They don't win all of the time, so Fair. we're only okay. picking just straight up games in know. Miami.
3: It's weird. This is it's weird. It feels to me like they really believe in this kid. And are they seeing something, like,
1: super legit in practice? When he Before he got hurt in college, he was like a fucking prodigy. he I don't know if you guys remember watching two at Alabama. Uh, he was legit. But he's got a bum hip. Yeah, look, I don't about. know what he's going to look like. I mean, you got Jalen Ramsey over there. You got Aaron Donald coming at him. Those are two of the best defenders in football. We just saw um, what they did to the Rams, who were 5-1. and one. They embarrassed the Bears, that team. Yeah. But they're coming off a short week on Monday. They got to go across the country to play an early game against Miami. Miami's coming off a bye. I'm going Dolphins.
2: Whoa. Oh, man, I needed that.
3: I'm going Rams. I have to. I just can't. I mean, I just can't go against the Rams defense. The way they just, they eliminated the Bears passing game. I know Nick Foles sucks. I know Nick Foles can suck his own dick because it's that big. And he does it mid-game. Keeps up the morale. They couldn't do anything. I got to go Rams.
2: Yeah, I mean, really, Rams. Aaron Donald might literally... Nobody wants to, but Aaron Donald might actually eat this motherfucker. I mean, there's there's just... There's never been a worse confluence of forces than a, a rookie quarterback on a metal hip starting his first game after being handed the keys at the expense of a legend to a guy who's just an insane giant psychopath who doesn't mind killing people for sport. A fucking
3: legend, a Harvard participant. Did he graduate?
2: I think he did. Yeah. With honors. I made that up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Next up, we got jets at chiefs. This should be a one sentence game, but we'll let Danny talk about the chiefs for a minute.
2: Honestly, I'm fine with it being a one sentence game. I mean, this is going to be, this is going to be bad. And, and I think you said it in the first part of the show, the pressure to blow these guys out by 90 points is actually there. I, I don't know if I can accept another game, like how we blew out the Broncos where the offense wasn't that good. Like we need to do it to them every way that's feasible on a football field. Otherwise we're going to hear all the fucking takes about how we don't have it anymore.
1: Yeah, man, I was, you know, I don't think a a 23 to 13 win is going to feel good whatsoever. Right.
2: They can't score points. Literally. If they score points on us, it's I'm going to be disappointed. Not, not mad, but disappointed.
1: I think the Chiefs are still right there, like 1A, 1B with the Steelers. I think the Steelers, you got to give it to them. They're undefeated, probably the best team in the league. But the Chiefs, I don't know what happened in that Raiders game, but they that defense, other than that game, has been really good. So, I, I don't know. Obviously, the Chiefs are going to win here. We don't need to talk too much about them. Jamel, you're not going to say the Jets, are you? No. No, that's <laughs> stupid.
3: Uh, Chiefs, please.
1: Okay, Vikings at Packers. Uh, you know, Pack bounced back after that dressing down they got in Tampa Bay. But uh, it seems like they're going to be fine. Devontae Adams was back, and he fucking on fire. Um, I, this is close to a one-sentence game for me, too. The Vikings don't have any appeal for in my eyes. I like Justin Jefferson. I like Thielen. They have two stud receivers, but all they want to do is establish the running game. They'll run 40 times a game no matter what. It's like, dude, you guys have great receivers, uh, but they have Kirk Cousins, so I don't blame them. Uh, Pack for me, please.
3: Uh, make that a double.
2: Yeah, I guess we can just one sentence that shit. Pack and yeah, it's My, it's I'm, interesting if if Aaron Jones doesn't play, you just slot in Jamal uh, Jamal Williams, and he does the exact same
3: stuff. Bro, Aaron Jones killed me this week, man. I keep losing fantasy games by like. Three points, dog. Like, I know you handed it to me in our league, but god damn it. Is
2: with Jamal is Tanya, Williams is Tanyan good? Were Tanyan we lied to Tanyan, it's, Tanyan like Funyan,
3: <sighs> Robert Funyan's <laughs> never should have picked
1: that fool up, but I'm picking the pack too. All right, Colts at Lions with the Lions are three and three, two and zero oh since they're by. They had that unbelievable win against the Falcons. I don't know if you chalk that up to. The Lions being good or just the Falcons are just unbelievably stupid. Um but you know, this feel I don't know this game the Lions and the Colts just remind me a lot of each other.
2: I mean, Rivers is bad. We've established that. You've finally admitted that. Thank you. But their defense is good. So against the Lions, it's a real it's this is this is the Lions crucible. This is when it happens. They've they just signed Everson Griffin. Yeah, they or They got him traded.
1: That says they want to win.
2: I think they want to win. They think this is Stafford's last stand. Do you have it in you to actually do something with Matt Stafford? And I I mean, I like the Lions. I liked them last week. I think they're an interesting team, but this is as close to even as it gets for me. I mean, not only are they both three and three, but also like they're both doing it the exact same way. boringly.
3: Yeah. I'm picking the Lions because I should have picked them last week. I felt bad. Because your son plays for them. My son, my actual child, Swift Jr., Weenie Hut Jr.
1: Danny, who are you going with?
2: I don't know. I almost need to hear your pick, and then I can decide. But I guess if this (laughs) is how we're doing it. Ah, fuck (laughs) you. Give me the Colts. Yeah. Put your nuts on
3: the table. Put your nuts on the table. The Lions cannot be
1: real. I'm also going Colts because I like the defense. The Colts are coming off a bye week. Uh, I like when Frank Reich has extra time. I think he's a, he's a good play caller. I know uh, Phillip Rivers sucks balls, but um, you know I think there's enough there. I think Matthew Stafford might suck a few more balls, so we'll see what happens.
2: Oh, definitely uh, not. But the rest of the team, yes.
1: Yes. Matt Stafford's always been an above-average competent starting quarterback. He's just been in this shit situation his whole career. I mean, let's just move on. Raiders at Browns. Just when I wanted to write off Baker Mayfield, just when I wanted the whole thing to go away and we can just say he sucks, Odell Beckham goes down and then he just turns it up a notch. Was there some sort of weird beef between he those guys? He listens to or the maybe... show. He heard He listens to the show. He heard me. <laughs> he uh no, I, Baker Mayfield was like incredible for 3 quarters of that game. In the first quarter he was like 0 for 5 with a pick, and then he was like 21 for 22 with three touchdowns. He brought them back multiple times. Uh he like I said we they lost their number one target in, early in the game and for the season and uh I know it's the Bengals and their defense is terrible, but that meant something to me. I, you know, that showed me the guy's he's never he's never going to quit. He had every chance to just fucking just bow down and let Joey Burrow go for Can't it, but, man. Uh, he's in—he's in too many Heisman commercials, man. Yeah, that's true. It gets embarrassing at some point.
2: I think if if it's the same thing as what I'm saying with Matt Stafford, where it's just kind of—it's you know—it's week eight. It's pumpkin time for some people. It's time to figure out: Are you going to turn into a fucking pumpkin? Is it over? Is the illusion gone? Or, or do you really have something? It's definitely that time for Baker. I mean, above anyone, above any of the other people that I've mentioned it for, you got five touchdowns. Cool. But you ate shit in against the Steelers, a real team. I would not necessarily say the Raiders are a real team, but they beat us. They've got it in them. <laughs> And they're getting some people back. They're getting that line. They're getting Trent Brown yeah. back. They're gonna get Abram back unless, you know, COVID takes them away. I think definitely if the Raiders are full strength, Baker's gotta be full strength. I don't think he can do it. I don't think he can do it two weeks in a row. He's off the high. And you know whatever what what always happens when a guy gets too high.
1: Yeah. He, he derails a podcast and his name is Jamel Johnson. <laughs> More weird. <laughs> Jamal, Jamal who you you liking this one so that's you picking the Raiders right Danny I'm
2: picking the Raiders I hate it
1: uh, Jamal can we get a spirited the Raiders
2: the
3: Raiders are gonna lose this game I think <laughs> I am gonna go with the Browns I like the Raiders a lot I like both these teams but
1: you know what I think the Browns' defense is okay. I know they let Burrow chop them up. I like both those teams too. They're they're watchable to me. I could turn on a Browns game, and I'm interested in what's going on. Same with the Raiders. Any cutaway to John Gruden, I'm in on. I, I love the guy. So it's the only team where the coach is the mascot of the team. He's the only thing that matters, and it's great. <laughs> and Nelson Aguilar just bawling out, making us look. Oh God, he needed a change. Good job, good on you, Nelson Aguilar. I'm picking the Browns as well. It's another chance for Danny to to gain one on us. I don't have any feel for that game. It could go a million different ways. It's
2: yeah, it's true. There's a lot. Of,
1: there's
2: a lot of possible outcomes here because you know the Raiders, they also can get abused by uh you know by Kareem Hunt and the OBJ being gone thing could actually be a plus. Like you said, it's just crazy factors.
1: He might be a tough personality. He's like the Kyrie Irving. It's just like sure. I mean, Kyrie Star, Irving's a champion. Star disease. Star yeah, syndrome. There's a weird MMI thing going on, a me, myself, and I guy. Beckham seems to kill a lot of the situations he winds up at. So, But they were winning with him, so it's like, it's, it's
2: different. Who knows? Were yeah. they? Were
1: they? Were they? Yeah, the, 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 they won two games with him. Titans at Bengals. Uh, Joe Burrow, my boy, was uh, on fire last week again. They can't ever win, but he was great. And then Jamel's team, Titans. Uh, Dropped their first game in a heartbreaker. Uh, I'm going Titans in this one. Fuck with my Titans.
3: Come on. Thank you. Welcome to the bandwagon. It's about time you joined up.
2: I mean, it's a sneaky one sentence game because, you know, the Bengals will not win more than five games this entire season. They're definitely not going to lose one of the Titans, but they're, they're fun. I mean, Dude, they're, they're, all great. they're all that football. game against the Browns, two fun teams, when two fun teams who are barely relevant, when they're just going at it, trying to figure out which one is at least kind of relevant for like that fucking trophy, that is, that's the best football you can watch when your team is not. I mean, it's just back and forth. They had five lead changes in the fourth quarter. Five passing touchdown lead changes. Yeah. It
1: was that's entertaining crazy. As shit. And... A.J. Green, kind of back. I thought he was demanding trades and was maybe too injured to ever be relevant again. I think he had like nine catches, and he looked pretty good. So, And then you have T. Higgins, the rookie, is just making plays. And we know Tyler Boyd's good, so they're a fun team. Mixon didn't even play. So, you know, I think they're getting Mixon back this week, too.
2: Now we got Gio. Ah, uh, Gio! <laughs>
1: By the way, everybody listening, go look at Gio Bernard's uh, 2020 player uh, profile picture. He is sporting a fantastic mustache. Uh, It is is good. But we're all picking the Titans there. Patriots at Bills. This is a game that Bills fans just like salivate over all season and they worry about it and it causes them stress dreams. And now it's kind of like what we've been talking about, Danny, with that Jets, Chiefs thing, and the Cowboys-Eagles. Now it's kind of like the Bills have to win this game. (laughs) And now there's a weird pressure where it's just like, is Josh Allen going to implode and cost this team dearly and break everyone's hearts? He's been, they they've hit a lull and we knew they were going to hit a lull, but this is the time to get back on track and be like, you know what? We're winning the AFC East and the Patriots time here is over. Uh, But it's not a foregone conclusion.
2: No, it should be. Shouldn't it? I mean, after cam just, just obliterated any chances he ever had of finishing the season. Uh, he is, he looks terrible, but unfortunately the bills won, they, they beat the jets and you're right. That just made it so that, you know, they're, they're not desperate enough to win against a Belichick defense. That's who they're really playing. Yeah. I mean, this could be, this game could be six to three, honestly, yeah,
1: the, by the end the of Didn't score a touchdown last week
2: and they probably won't again, unless, Josh Allen gets exponentially better overnight. Like, unless he gets first four weeks of the season good, like, during this during this week of prep. I which...
1: saw Steph Diggs kind of doing a little diva receiver, walking around kind of like, this motherfucker is just missing me by 15 yards. You know, when the star receiver is just, like, frustrated with the quarterback, it's a classic football uh, scenario, but he was getting a little bit of that body language of just, like, Dude, I'm open every play, and you're just sailing it. Like,
2: and when you're when you're already when you're on tilt like that, that's when Bill Belichick has you. When he knows something about you, when he's got the mind game on you, it's you might as well be in a fucking you might as well be in Nexium. He can just make you you do anything.
3: The thing is, we're not talking about what's going on with Josh. He was so hot, and now he's not. It seems to me like he's just one of those people who's like. Life is always falling apart at any given moment. You know them friends who are just like, every time you talk to them, it's a catastrophe. Like, oh, my car got towed. And then somebody punched me in the head at the bus stop and fucking, you know, some other combo of crap. Oh, man, I'm getting kicked out of my apartment because my fucking landlord didn't like my curtains. And uh, the, the lawyer I hired is uh, fucking my mom. Goddamn, something, Josh. <laughs> something's going on with Josh, and we don't know. And I would love to figure out what happened to that thing.
2: Could be... Some, wait, isn't he from, like, Wyoming or something? Could not he yeah, be, like... I, could be going through some hillbilly elegy type shit.
3: Oh, man. Miami 3. That's Miami 3. Uh
1: Okay. Cam... Was terrible, as Danny said. That was one of the worst halves of football I've ever seen a quarterback of his status play. You you see bad quarterback play all the time, but this is a former MVP. This dude fell off a fucking cliff. I don't think it's necessarily over, but holy shit. That was... I don't know if there's another word to say other than embarrassing. It 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 was unforced errors. Listen, guys. This is two
3: messy quarterbacks who love drama. and they're both dealing with some stuff those hats are a cry for help man (laughs) something's happening with cam and we're not gonna know what it is
1: we did see jeff garcia uh popping off at cam after during this week on one of the talk shows and jeff garcia by the way not really a guy who who can talk in that uh arena you know i remember him getting duis in cleveland and just doing all sorts of stupid shit and dating Playboy models. So, Jeff Garcia, know your lane, dude. But he's.
2: That's just old racist guy shit. That's like classic. <laughs> like, I just don't like the color of his ties. That really shows he's not giving it 100% at practice. Like, fuck you, dude. You're completely speculating. You don't know anything about Cam Newton. <laughs> And, you know, you're just you're just falling back on that old bullshit that said, also, it might all be true. I don't know if the, if if like Jamel is saying the hats are a cry for help. Clearly, he wants the Jeff Garcia's out there to uh, put a spotlight on it. But I still, you know, you can't a broken clock is right. one You know, twice a day. I think Jeff Garcia is a racist who might happen to be correct about Cam Newton. I do I'm going remember, with the uh, pants,
1: dude. Fuck it. Terrell Owens did call Jeff Garcia gay when they were teammates. (laughs) Yeah, That was some of the Eagles drama that happened in the 2005 uh, 2005 campaign. That was fun. Or maybe it was the the Niners year. Maybe he said it when he was an Eagle, but he was talking about when he was Jeff Garcia's player. Now he's found
2: God, and when you do that, you become an asshole.
1: Yeah, and what I wanted to say is Cam had COVID like two weeks ago, so maybe he's still – you know, recovering a little bit. Let's give him maybe a little bit of some slack. The guy literally missed a game because of that. that's why
2: I'm, I'm jumping on Jamel's side here and going with the Pats.
1: Whoa.
2: I think he, I, he, I, he finally coughs out that lung butter that's been holding them back. And uh, he clears the pipes and wins a damn game.
1: I'm going bills in this game, but I don't feel good about it. This is, has all the makings of a bill Belichick. Fuck you, bitch game. And uh, I'm terrified of it. You know what you can do between the 10 a.m. and 1 p.m. game? If you're fast about it, Danny. Mm -hmm. What have you been doing the past few weeks between games?
2: Well, I've been betting. I've been betting not just among friends, not among my peers, not even on any other websites that are possibly filled with malware and odd Russian sources. We go to bet online here on this podcast. And the wait is finally over. Because a triple header of fun is upon us this week, football is in full effect, many teams strutting their shit early, and the NBA Finals are here, and the MLB Playoffs are in full swing, and you might now be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. And I'm just now realizing that probably is supposed to say you might not be at a game this year, but fuck it. You might be at a game and you can still, still bet online. Bet online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, all that good hard betting shit. Bet online gives you more options to wager than any place, any place. Online. I'll stake my mother's life on it. Head to BetOnline today and use promo code Armchair to take advantages of all the great sign-up bonuses and extra pluralized words that are misspelled in the copy. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts.
1: Woohoo! Um, okay, Sunday, 1 p.m. Afternoon games: Chargers at Broncos. Justin Herbert.
3: My bolt just
1: go bolts. Finally got one of those wins. Loved every second of that. That dude is on fire. He's on fire. He's, he's your son. Pack 12. Look at that motherfucker's fantasy stats. Every week it's 35 plus.
2: I love it. He's my quarterback in my other league after I dump Matt Ryan. Riding the Herbert Highway. And uh these are two teams that are just going in different directions. Now, it looked like the Broncos were going to be something in the beginning of the season and the Chargers just kept charging themselves and now it's a reverse. The Broncos look like shit. I mean, they had absolutely nothing with Drew Lock there. And all of their guys, Fant was back, they had uh, Melvin Gordon was back. They did jack shit. And Lock looked scared. So, the Chargers defense is also good. They they bullied Mahomes around. And uh, I love Herbert, so give me the Chargers.
3: Yeah, I'm fucking with them Baltinis, my guys. I That's love my three new
1: mask. Electric shocks to the system. 49ers at Seahawks. Jimmy G went back to New England and took a giant shit all over the house that Brady built. And uh, yeah, man, I forgot that was a Jimmy G revenge game. I wish I would have factored that in last week. But uh, the Niners looked good. And the Seahawks uncharacteristic performance from Russell Wilson had three interceptions, but you know that's going to happen at some point. He's not perfect. He's very he's close, but he's not perfect. Um, I think he's going to move on and be fine. This game probably will be somewhat close, uh, but I'm picking the Seahawks. Uh, this
3: was two of the best games last season. That's true. And I expect nothing different. Everybody's back. Seahawks coming off a loss. Ah, give me the Hawks, man. I think I think Russell wanted this. I think he wanted some bullshit on his mind.
2: Yeah, I mean and there's the combo too of you know Russ wanting something after having lost and the fact that the Seahawks or the Niners just won. They won a nice little statement game. They're kind of relaxed a little bit, and they just lost Jeff Wilson, who apparently is the heart of their offense. So I know the Seahawks defense blows, and they'll get their points. But it just seems like when you're when you have to compare two defenses that aren't the same, like they they weren't what they were last season, Seahawks and Niners, they're both a little, you know, prone to giving some shit up. I think you got to go with Russ in that situation over Jimmy G, who can't throw deep.
1: Yeah, this this show has never been sold on Jimmy G. He's had his moments, but he's also uh, when you just look at it on paper, it's Jimmy G versus Russell Wilson. Just give me Russell Wilson. That's a no brainer, right? Yeah, I mean,
2: there was a sliding doors is... moment with that Emmanuel Sanders toss in the Super Bowl.
1: Jimmy oh, G could sure. have had it all.
2: He could have been royalty. Yeah, yeah. He still would have lost. Be... I think Mahomes would have gone down. Jammed it down their dicks, but still, that that throw kind of said something about Jimmy G, and now it's sort of manifesting itself in reality.
1: Yeah, he's that close. Missed it by that much.
2: I also might kind of have a like a Jamel with the Steelers thing going on with the Niners, where I keep picking against them.
3: So yeah, I feel bad about I,
2: that. I don't hate the Niners. I just don't think they're it gonna just be happens. The yeah,
3: I, don't I can't believe I wasted that pick. I got I picked the Niners last week, but could not just couldn't get out of my own way. I had to fuck with the Titans. They're my
1: babies. All right. Saints at Bears. Um, We saw Nick Foles take a big shit on Monday. But then also Nick Foles can manifest luck unlike any quarterback we've ever seen. Because this guy is just the streakiest motherfucker alive. So I don't know what to expect. I could easily see them putting up 35 points against the Saints. Or just doing nothing again. It's just one of those teams that you can't predict. So I'm going Saints. Sorry, Nick. Yeah, I got to fuck with them. Aints.
2: I think the Bears being five and two, it, that's it's. It feels like they're three and four. Like they, that's what they are. They're just kind of walking around. They're masquerading, as like an upper echelon type team. So there's nobody to really. Uh, beat them out for the wild card, I think. So they're probably going to get one of those because they're not catching up to the Packers, but they're not good. And their defense wasn't even better than the Rams defense last night. So I don't think they're as good as they used to be. They've kind of got this cachet of, you know, with fucking, like people think Mike Singletary is still out there. Shit's not happening anymore. Khalil Mack was nowhere near as good as I've seen him before. And he wasn't as good as Aaron Donald. That's what you're going to need. Yeah, so
1: what do we, Jamel? Where are you at with this Bears team?
3: Uh, I mean, I still like the defense. I think my problem is who's the running back over there? You're depending on David,
1: David, Montgomery. He's never come to really impress me very much. He's solid, but he's not a game breaker. And it's the games in
3: Chicago. I assume it'll actually be cold by them. And if you're if it's Kamara versus Montgomery, I mean, come on. There Jason, a Hill couple, might have 100 yards in this fucking
1: game.
2: And there are a couple factors here, too, because, you know, cold, Drew Brees' osteoporosis might start acting up. Yeah, The dude's fucking is my, old.
1: Is Michael Thomas going to play? What's going is on he, with that guy?
2: What, or Is he even on good terms with the rest of the players on the team? He just punched Chauncey Gardner-Johnson in the face. That's never good, but the Saints still won after that happened, so maybe they don't need Michael Thomas. Maybe they feel like You know, they can sit him out another week, just get everything right, and then, you know, just keep tossing it to Alvin Kamara and handing it off to Latavius Murray, and that usually wins games.
1: So we're All Saints. Great great musical group, by the way, too. Go check out All Saints.
2: Girl group. Um, Okay.
1: And then Sunday night, America's Game of the Week, Cowboys at Eagles. Uh (laughs) One, One sentence, half a sentence. Half, okay, Dude, what a fall from grace for Dallas. I remember after week two, they were like number five or six in the power rankings on most of the websites. Now they're like goddamn near last. On Monday, their defensive coordinator missed his media day because he accidentally rubbed Tabasco sauce in his eye. That's where this team is at now. They're a fucking joke, and it is awesome, and I love watching it. I'm still terrified of this game because, like I said, Wentz is just pushing a rock up an endless mountain. And uh, give me the Eagles, but um, I hate this nobody believes in this crap with this Cowboys team right now.
2: Well, because that's your shtick. Uh, yeah, that's us. I think I – think, and, you know, everybody feels that exact same way. It's all bullshit. I think – I do – I wonder what your level of hating the Cowboys is relative to the Eagles because, like, okay, would you take this deal? Would you – eagles do not go to the playoffs this season but jerry jones falls down a long flight of stairs and it's filmed so you have that gift for the rest of your life i
3: mean
1: hey. what's the other scenario we do go to the playoffs and or you go get to the, the playoffs
2: it? and no jerry falling down the stairs GIF. i mean that's that GIF. you can use it for any i know you're supposed to say GIF, by the way i don't want to hear any of that shit like you can use it for so many different things. Anytime somebody fucks up, it's Jerry going down the stairs and he does it cartoonishly. Like he like limbs flailing. Like he was holding something. He had like nachos in his hand. They go flying all over his $4,500 suit.
1: Fuck man. This is not, I don't want to pick. One
2: year of no playoffs. Can you handle it? I mean, come on.
1: I kind of like this streak that we keep going post Super Bowl even though everyone hates this Eagles team and thinks they suck we haven't missed the playoffs yet there's a little bit of a heart of a champion thing still just lingering and I'd like to keep oh man I I, I'm not answering that question don't you can't make me I'm picking the Eagles in this game
3: uh I'm picking a tie and if I hit it (laughs) I would like an extra point I actually
2: will agree to that yeah
1: and if you don't hit it then what you get a half point
2: I if mean that's just an L. It, that's yeah, just an L. The L. I mean it's more likely he's gonna get an L than,
3: than, than literally
2: I mean anything like it's we're not this getting a, is second a perfect tie. bet for us. Yeah,
3: this isn't gonna be a tie. The Eagles will probably win and it's gonna look dumb as shit. But see Jamel what doesn't I mind. Want... Oh what were you saying, Danny? Yeah, I, I just say I you pick don't... what I want.
2: Yeah, because you don't mind taking the L if the victory is much bigger. And that's what I'm saying with this Jerry Jones deal, is that like Take the L for the season. <laughs> You're not going to the Super Bowl. Take the L for the season and enjoy the bigger victory. No,
1: you know? we don't know that. We don't know that. We could. This team could get hot. Football's stupid. You don't. There, there's no NFC team I'm scared of.
3: Danny, is he wearing like a white? Is he wearing like like white jeans in this video where he falls?
2: What, I mean, whatever you, I've I pictured just kind of a tuxedo or something. Yeah, like, him in you know. a suit. Yeah, yeah, but it could be plate of nachos. Yeah, I and I see it as like a spiral staircase too, like just the most comical way you can go <laughs> down a long, spiraling staircase, and the and he kicks the nachos in like up back up with his knee another time, and he <laughs> flat on his face. At the very last moment that he hits the floor, the nachos come down on. him.
3: And then, and there's a version with sound.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, I'm taking the playoffs, but I'll never be able to get that out of my head. Danny, who do you like in that game?
2: Yeah, give me the Eagles. It's gross, but, I mean, the Cowboys look like a hopeless mess.
1: All right. We got Bucks at Giants as the Monday Night Game. Sorry, America. You have to watch the NFC East in primetime twice this week. Uh, you know, AB's on the Bucks now. We kind of covered it earlier. He's going to, you know, if he can figure out how to be on the field, he's a very good player. Maybe we buried Tom Brady too fast too. I mean, is this the new norm? Are we just going to have fucking 43 year olds dropping dimes every fucking game? Is this just not a, are we going to have like, to me it makes the Mahomes 10 year deal of like genius. Cause he's going to be amazing in 10 years.
2: Yeah. It was genius at the time. Everybody knew that. I mean, he made a a team friendly deal. Like it couldn't have been better. We got Chris Jones because of that. Uh, we're not going to see Tom Brady for that much longer though. And I feel like this season he's going to fall off a cliff. Another guarantee I want to make is that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will not be one of the top two seeds. I don't think there's any chance of that I know they look good. I know everybody loves to jizz Antonio Brown's going to do something maybe, but also just the team isn't really built for that. I mean, you're splitting carries between Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette. Now, you know, they, they're very reliant on a guy who's a statue in the pocket and not like one of the best offensive lines in the, in the country. So it seems like one of those guys get hurt. And then you've just got Tom Brady laying on the ground over and over again. Like it's fucking like a medical alert bracelet commercial. And it's, and the defense is good, but, I don't know. I, I'm just not that impressed by great defenses over the long haul. Like you've got to you've you've really gotta sustain uh greatness every single week in order to rely on your defense. You gotta
1: Yeah, I did you watch gotta, you gotta have that. I did watch a rookie quarterback go crazy on them when Herbert like put up like thirty plus. Like if okay, that's so
2: even what- possible, then yeah, you're you're not as good as you say. I mean, at least the other teams with good defenses have great offenses, too.
3: Well, I, I wasn't exactly listening to anything you guys said, but I'm picking the Bucks.
2: Of course I'm I picking know. the Bucks. Yeah, I mean, that's would be <laughs> crazy to pick Danny Dimes in this situation. I don't think anybody believes Tampa Bay's not going to win this game. i was just saying top two seeds. That's a lot. Yeah.
3: Which by the way, back to the shit I said earlier. Why why don't quarterbacks get to get subbed out? Why is it just Taysom Hill and Jalen Hurts once in a while? Danny D- Daniel Dimes died in front of us. He got sniped. He shouldn't have been playing that next play. Did they even score a touchdown that drive?
2: I'm not sure. I mean, I don't think I don't think they had such a bad game overall against the Eagles, but you know, it's, I mean, if you want to talk about great gifts, you've got that Danny Dimes gift, you, you could immediately blow that out of the water with a Jerry Jones gift, but still that's good enough, I guess. I already got the gift that for I 80s. want.
1: Thank you for reminding me of that. Okay. You've got mail. Let's move on to this week's mailbag. Every week you send in just envelopes and packages and mail and, you know, thanks Keep doing that, please. Write in to us. Sorry, we love football at gmail.com. We'll read your mail. Uh, and this week, I'm going to go first. I'm going to grab something. It's from General McLemore in the year 2026. We have a letter from the future. This happens oh, sometimes on this show. Hologram. It says, I write to you from the front lines. We're suffering grave losses, but the clicks remain in our favor. Even if we lose every single soldier, I'm proud of the articles we've written and the memes we've sent out. If you're reading this from the future or past, just know that the Philadelphia Eagles managed to win the Super Bowl for five straight years before football was abolished. God bless these United States of California. Signed, General Macklemore. There you heard, see. Told you the Eagles can win the Super Bowl.
3: I. Nice. I mean, did he say where Miami is? Do we know anything about what the how's, Earth looks like?
2: Yeah. How's our army doing? Yeah, That was just written Where's, in emojis. Where is Kamala Harris? Okay. I had
3: to decipher all of that. Did they get AOC? All right, look, never mind. Uh, that's I guess I I, was, I got a letter. Here's my letter. I got a letter. Um, oh, it's from a guy who's written in before. It's from Blonde Cheeto from uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um, I got, hey, guys. Been loving the new season of the show. Uh, My beloved Washington football team is in second place in the division. But there's still some questions with the offense. Do you guys think Antonio Gibson is a long-term answer at running back, or should we finally sign my dog, Ricky Williams?
1: Thanks for reading, and I'll keep listening. Dude, I like Antonio Gibson. I feel like your team doesn't have any business being as, you know, in the mix as they are. Like they can easily win the division.
3: Nobody, none of these teams should be a football team. <laughs> no one should be in the
2: mix. We should all be out of the mix. I mean, he's a you know, he's he's big enough, he's he's young, he's good. I mean, uh good for fantasy at least. I just haven't watched that dude play one single snap all season. I have not watched enough or really any solid. football team. Footage. I mean, there's no I point.
3: Know. There's no point if you don't have to. I have to, so.
2: I I believe that for fantasy purposes, he is good. But, you know, even when people have a running back, they got to get like 10 more now. We got Le'Veon Bell. You got to have that thunder and lightning thing going on. Get like a fun little guy. M- Darren is bad. Yeah, McK- yeah, right. McKissick he didn't too. drop
3: a pass. He He caught like five passes. And that's just what he does every game is just catches five passes. It looks pretty good.
2: I mean I think we got we you know we can take this letter as an opportunity to say congrats to Ron Rivera getting out of cancer jail. He doesn't have to take his <laughs> his cancer meds anymore and that's got to suck. And I can't believe he was just out there coaching every week. What a psycho. And he was a fucking genius. He
3: peeped like he peeped like 2 weeks into the season how trash this division was. And was just like, yo, if I put Kyle in, we'll win six games. If I leave Haskins in, we'll win four games. But we might get in the playoffs with them six games.
2: Would you feel good or bad about a Washington football team playoff appearance?
3: (laughs) At six and 10, I would think it was fucking hilarious. Jamel, finally a reason to
1: put a jersey on. Same question Dan Snyder falling down the spiral staircase. GIF. Or the playoffs this year? Or the playoffs this year. Nah, if I get to
3: be there, if I get to push him <laughs> and I'm not getting charged, that'll be enough.
2: Well, that and that can be part of the deal. And
3: the, the video's show. on my phone.
2: Yeah, you own the video and you get all the rights to it in perpetuity. You make millions. Yeah, see, now we're talking. All right, let me pull something uh, mid-pack. No, I'll go down a little further. Uh, yeah. Hey, guys. Love the show. Or do I? You don't know what I'm thinking because I'm Antonio Brown. And guess what? (laughs) I'm back. Brady told me that if I quit scaring women on Instagram Live, he could get me a one year deal. And now I'm on the loose. You just let the Joker into the hospital. Sure, I'll catch three touchdowns, but I'm just here to fuck with everything you're all trying to do. COVID protocols? I'm gonna have Tampa fans pay me to spit in their mouths. Social justice? I have a plan to frame Richard Sherman for the murder of Pat Tillman. Registering <laughs> Registering voters? I'm Kanye West Vice President. Tom can't contain me. Goodell can't contain me. The state of Florida can't contain me. You all love to bitch about 2020? Well, I am 2020. So I'll see you week nine. Love, Antonio Brown. How did he get to mail it with no name on the front of the envelope? Is that correct? He he dropped it off at our offices. <laughs> Stealthily broke into our old office.
1: I love that he oh, signed man. it "love."
2: Yeah, that's well, he lo- he lo- he said he loves the show.
1: Or does he? <laughs>
3: yeah, who knows? He did say those words, though.
1: All right. Final, my final thought this week was shout out to the Arizona Cardinals. It's easy to forget now, but they pulled the plug on Josh Rosen and drafted Kyler Murray. And that wasn't a clear cut decision. They just dumped their first round pick like a year ago, fired their coach. They pushed reset and now they're good. And they pushed all the right buttons. They're in the fucking, they're in the thick of it in the best division in football.
2: Destroying the life of a good old fashioned Jew in the process. Josh Rosen, God bless you. Yahweh bless you. Yeah. And
3: those tickets we got from him retroactively. That was pretty good. Do you have any final thoughts? Uh, Yeah, you know what? I do have a final thought. I'm going to follow you on the shout-out train. I want to shout-out our boss, Matt Harris. Mm. Hey, look, I don't want to get too deep on it, but our guy is behind the scenes. He's making some big things happen, and he made a goddamn movie. That's the point of even moving to Hollywood. You work forever you make a movie he's supposed to be off the coast of france right now with fucking melissa mccarthy eating nice cheeses and shit but he's in the clip mines with us making things happen and i just want you to know uh we love you and despite the fact that i continue to pick against the bears you guys will make the playoffs because of your spirit sir thank you
2: definitely co-sign that watch the starling when it comes out on netflix it's a great script And it's going to be a good movie with the aforementioned Melissa McCarthy and Timothy Oliphant. Come on. Let's go. All right. Final Final thought. Final thought. Just, I don't know what mood I'm going to be in when we revisit you guys next week. There's so much on the line. There's nothing I can even say besides just we might not have a show uh next week i we will, but also <laughs> I don't know like what it'll be how the the aura over it because this is extreme shit. Let's not forget how extreme this is. We're gonna watch an entire weekend of football and get distracted and not even remember that the biggest fucking game of them all is on Tuesday, and I just hope. That it all turns out the way that it seems like it might. But if it doesn't, I am calling for all the fans of Sorry Love We Love Football to go on a general strike. Whatever your job is, <laughs> don't go there until Donald Trump agrees to go fuck himself. Yeah, that's real. General strike. We got to do something. We got. We can't. Let this, if we have to deal with some fucking Pennsylvania hanging chads or some shit, I'm gonna lose it. I'm driving to DC and I'm hey, i support,
3: I'll roll with tear gassed.
2: Yeah, let's do it. Let's get tear gassed for America. But well, I want, I'll, I'll go, I'll drop you off. Well, yeah, you don't deserve to get tear gas. I guess. Let the white people handle this one. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, uh, so hopefully you don't have to worry about this and I'm in a great mood. And so we're all just talking about football again. If, if that, if the things go the right way, we'll have a football podcast. If not, I don't know. So that's my final thought.
3: We'll definitely take a day for all of our mental uh, safety.
1: Yeah. And for those reasons, because football might not be the topic of this show anymore next week. We're sorry. (sighs)
3: So very sorry.
2: I hope I'm not as sorry as I could be, but I'm sorry.